Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Bring out the Zamboni! It's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. Fastlane here on 101 ESPN. We head out to the celebrity line to be joined by the voice of the blues, our very own Chris Kerber, who's in Louisville. Kerbs, how are things going down there? Uh, have we ta- have we taken a look at any bourbons? Jamie, I think you'd be happy with this one. So I just <laughs> met with some folks over at uh, Old Forester, grabbed a couple of some bitters I hadn't tried before, like a smoked cinnamon bitter, so I'm going to work on that. But then walk down the street. And I know you're a fan of Michter's. They actually, and you know, sometimes you go into the, the distilleries and they've got something they're selling just for that day and they sell out pretty quick. They still had a couple bottles of a 10-year Michter's that they were selling today. So I am, uh, I'm a happy camper right now. <laughs> yeah, we were down there. Ashley and I were down there with her son for a lacrosse tournament not too long ago. And I did. I stumbled upon the Michter's day and they had a special giveaway. But they're also doing a bottle your own that day. Really? Which was pretty cool. You get to yeah. pour your own bottle of bourbon, and you can put your own seal on it and stuff. Oh. It's pretty cool. Have you ever done that, Curbs? I have not done that one. I, I have not done that. Now I did. I did, as you know, a couple of, of single barrel picks with with Randall. So you know, Old Forester, and and, and we did one with uh, Buffalo Trace as well. They send up some samples. You pick one of the samples you like, and so with, with Randall's, with Randall's, we've done some uh, some some pretty good picks, but uh, haven't done the bottle my own yet well, there you go now you got something to uh to look forward to <laughs> now curbs are you down there in louisville specifically to do the bourbon trail or are you down there on uh, other business no no no. My, my daughter's a freshman at the uh, university of louisville so uh took advantage of uh we, we've got it's a great this is a great dad uh all-star break here We're, i came down able to visit gracie for a couple days so uh seeing gracie here and then Gonna MC a, a, a gala for Rossman School, uh, my, where my wife's a teacher. We got that at uh, City Park on Saturday night, and then next week, uh, Gabby and I are gonna jump in the car and go do a college tour at UMKC. So got uh, taking taking full advantage of the the team being off. Yeah, Curbs, you got some time because of the All Star break. If you were to give this Blues team a grade for the first half, what would you say it is? Uh I'd say a C, a C plus. Okay. Can they? Can uh, they? Give, go ahead. I'd give. I'd give certain players like a Robert Thomas, a Jake Neighbors, a Colton Pareko, a Jordan Bennington, and a Joel Hofer. Uh, I'd, I'd give all those guys anywhere in the high B's to an A minus or an A, to be honest with you. But 
I, I think uh, I think as, as a whole, from a team standpoint, I think about a C plus is, is fair for the moment. So, Curbs, when you look back at this part of the season so far, is this kind of where you expected them to be, or are they better, or maybe underachieving in your opinion? That's a it's a great way, a great question, a way of looking at it, isn't it, Jamie? Like, I actually think that I think they're right where they're supposed to be, and that's that's satisfying. At the same time, it's frustrating. And the reason I say I think they're right where they're supposed to be is if you go back to what Doug Armstrong said last year going into the trade deadline, how he handled the trade deadline, what he said at the end of the year, and then what he said at the beginning of this season. I I think you realistically just have to remember what the director of this team and how he's described it. You're in a retool. You're not in a full rebuild. You've got too much talent for that. You're in a retool. He clearly stated he doesn't see that this team is in the top third. But he also said, I don't see them in the bottom third. And yet at times this year they have spent time in that bottom third. He goes, I see them in the middle third going in. And and go, realistically, his goal would be that they'd be in the top of that middle third, which has you pushing for a playoff spot or getting in. And look where they're at. They are just in. They've been pushing for a playoff spot. They were in a spot until the middle of December, then fell out, then climbed their way back in. So I think when you – when you look at what Doug Armstrong had from his expectations, I, I think you got to sit there and say they're about where you'd expect them to be. The frustrating part is you know that they would be higher up had they taken care of business against some much lesser teams, but they didn't do it, and maybe that's part of the inconsistency that the general manager was expecting. Curves, this time last year we knew that there would be some players that would be departing via trade come the trade deadline. Do you see anything shaking up this trade deadline, whether they're trying to add some pieces or move some pieces? Man, so that's where Doug Armstrong can be cold-blooded, and we've seen it. And by that, by saying that, I mean actually that's a good thing if you're Blues fans. I don't know if it's a great thing if you're a player. But it's a good thing if you're Blues fans. Remember, they were a point out of a playoff spot when he made the when he when he traded Paul Stastny, right? They were on the outside looking in. They still had a chance, and he traded Paul Stastny. They ended up missing the playoffs by one year, but they won the cup the next year. Um, I, I look right now, and you look at who your UFAs are that somebody could have interest in, and that's obviously Oscar Sundquist being one, Casperi uh, Kapanen. I don't know about Jacob Verona being down in the minors, but also you know look at Marco Scandella. If you're Doug Armstrong, you've got 14 games before the trade deadline. There were 25 scouts in the building in that last game. You know, I could see especially a Kapanen, a Sunquist, and a Scandella helping another team out that's maybe ahead of where the Blues are and can go somewhere. Then you got to look at, okay, who's unrestricted after the next year, year or two? Or, or, or is there an actual hockey trade, not a rental, to be made? And, and there's a couple guys that could fit that category. So, um the challenge for the general for the for the team from a hockey operation standpoint, and and Kerry, I, I don't know how this works. I mean, from Jamie, he may being in the room more uh, as a player, he'd he'd have a different perspective. Like you're realistically looking at it, you know, if you get in, you know, you've got the goaltending to make some noise, uh, you know. But is there a deal that actually makes you better for two or three years down the road when you were talking about being in a retool, and does that weigh? heavier than maybe a playoff push. I don't know where that sits. And that's how that's the tarot card reading that the general manager has to do right now. So, Curbs, I'm looking at it, too, and it's, it's obviously a tough spot for Army to be in right now. 
But I, I'm looking at it from a team standpoint of the guys you just mentioned, you know, would the juice be worth the squeeze? And what I mean by that is would the return be as valuable as what those players are currently as far as making getting into the first round? Because if you trade a Sunquist or you trade a Scandella and you get a fifth round pick or a fourth round pick, like is will that player end up really moving the needle for you with this retool in a couple of years? I'm not sure. So, do you think it's a situation where Army just stands pat? Well, and and there's another thing too. Some some first, Jamie, I agree completely with you. And and some general managers, uh, if you read some different articles from people, are talking about yeah, it could be a bit of a quiet one because honestly, right now, go look at go to capfriendly.com and look at how tight a lot of teams are up against the cap. Two thirds of the league are within a million or two, right? which means for a lot of teams it's going to have to be dollars in, dollars out. Or you're going to have to have some of those bottom-dwelling teams. You're going to have more of those three-team-type deals, kind of like the Blues had with Ryan O'Reilly last year where Minnesota was involved to take some of the salary, right? That's what's going to happen if you're going to move it. But you you look down the road here, I don't know that Marco Scandella figures into the the long-term future of the Blues, right? Uh, You know, And and I think Matt Kessel's coming up. Is, is, is doing something there. They've got to free up something. For, that, the way the defense has gone, they've got to free up some dollars on the defensive side of things. And, and we saw Doug try to do that last summer. So that, all that plays into this, Jamie. And to me, a great example is the juice worth the squeeze. The Blues traded Ivan Barbashev for Zach Dean. That was clearly a move for the future. But make no mistake about it, you're a better hockey team with Ivan Barbashev, even if you had a 5 times 5 deal like Vegas gave him now, then you are waiting a couple years for Zach Dean to get here, right? So, to me, that's a great question. I don't know. Is is a second-round pick for or a third-round pick for Oscar Sundquist? Let's say, let's say that's an option. Is, is that a second- or third-round pick isn't impacting your team for five years, right? Unless you get really, really, really lucky, and that doesn't happen. You're not, you're not banking on luck. So as somebody that wants to be here, somebody that loves wearing a blue note, he told us that in a recent post-game interview, you know, is that character in the room, is that work ethic on the ice better for you for young kids coming in than a second-round pick? I personally believe it is, but I don't know what, how the team views it based on offers and where they're looking at everything down the road. But is the juice worth the squeeze is a great way to phrase how you might anticipate what goes on at the trade deadline because, look, this team is showing that with 33 games to go in the Western Conference, they can be right at the cusp of a playoff spot. It doesn't take much once you're at the cusp of a playoff spot to potentially go on a run, and I think you got to think about that too. Great stuff, Curbs. We really appreciate you taking the time while you're down in Louisville visiting your daughter. Hopefully you have a great break visiting both daughters, having a great time, and we'll catch up to you uh, next week sometime. All right, you guys, have an awesome weekend. Enjoy the break, and uh, good luck finding sports topics this week. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Kurt. Appreciate it, buddy. Have a good one. See ya.